Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Strike, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast with a British twist. I'm your host, Paul, and as usual, I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Josh. Hello. Cross the street, face that fence, and stay there forever. Oh, that's... uh, Come on, Tony. (laughs) Boom. Drops the mic. He's only gone and got it. I thought that one would be a bit too easy. And <laughs> also joining us is Tony. Good evening. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I call uh, an unfortunate casualty. That's good. Why did I just get James Spader vibes from that? Think uh, Spanish. <laughs> Uh, oh, is it that man? Yeah, I keep going. Oh, I can never remember his name. Oh, uh, Dan Cross, yellow jacket. It's Lewis. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. what I call a, an unfortunate casualty. <laughs> Sadly, Craig can't. <laughs> Sadly, Craig can't be with us today. He's uh, he's working at the moment, so um. But we are joined by a special guest, and I'm going to hand over to Tony to uh, introduce her. That's right, Paul. Well, I'm joining us tonight. Uh, Someone I met, I was fortunate to meet at Star Fury Ultimate, and that's our special guest, Meg Hilko. Hi, Meg. Hello. I could do with a hobby. Oh, um, Ooh. Um, um. It's Peg, isn't it? Of course it's Peggy. Yeah, well, that's, I don't know why it had to be Peg, really. <laughs> <laughs> bit obvious, really, wasn't it? <laughs> so, um, obviously, I think I think the big thing here is uh, the news that's coming out of San Diego Comic-Con at the moment. Um, so that's going to be the bulk of our news section. And we're also going to discuss cosplay, which is why Meg's with us. Um, so... That'll, that'll follow on later on in the episode. So to start with, we're gonna uh, gonna look at the news from San Diego. So what's everybody's big pick from San Diego? Uh, For me, it has well, to be the Doctor Strange trailer that dropped. The new Doctor Strange trailer mm, is amazing. Mm, yeah, I'll probably say the fact that we're getting Daredevil season three just because I love Charlie Cox and um, Deborah Ann Wool is like just amazing. And I've got other reasons for liking it as well, but I'm not going into that. Well, for me, yes, uh, Doctor Strange is one that looked fantastic. But also, a really short teaser, which was the Defenders teaser. Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah, really interesting. The line at the end from Stick. Oh, hello. Interesting. And it looked like, I guess, the villain might be the hand by the way that they set it up. Set it up. Yeah, I would imagine so. It like, did seem like that. It's all their names when it's across is like a, almost like a set of knuckles. Yeah. Now, see, for me, and it's, mm. it's strange because it wasn't my favourite film out of what we've seen so far, but the Guardians of Galaxy 2 lot of news really impressed me. Mm. They really seemed to oh, take yeah, it to another level. Yeah, I read the um, breakdown of the exclusive scene they showed. Which... Yeah. To capture the vibe again sounds really cheeky and really funny, actually. Yeah, uh, and the fact that half the cast came on in character. That was pretty yeah. good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
which I thought was fantastic as well. Obviously, we'd seen that before with uh, Mr. Hiddleston um, coming on as Loki a few <laughs> years ago. Um, but yeah, more than one character this time was a bit a bit impressive, especially the fact that um, Michael Rooker turned up in f- full blue makeup. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's commitment for you. And with his new mohawk. Oh, yeah. Which ties into what Tony was saying. The scene that they showed, uh, the mohawk seems to play a, quite a big part in the storyline. Mm. Yeah. Well, he gets and, um... scared, uh, like, wrecked for it. Like, terror. <laughs> That's a scoutism, by the way. That means he gets insulted. I'm <laughs> being scouts. <laughs> Um, did you but, did you guys read the scene that, or anything about the scene that they played? Yeah, I I read a, read about it. That it 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 certainly tees up the fact that Yondu is now a guardian by the sound of it. Yeah, that's good. And they're utilizing ba- utilizing baby Groot's size a yeah. bit as well. Mm. Mm. Baby Groot. Yeah, it, <laughs> it definitely seems like baby Groot's sticking around for a while. Oh, yeah. bless him. Because so, they also announced that one of the rides at uh, Disneyland is being converted into a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Oh. Um, Tower of Terror is being moved over to basically being the collector's warehouse. Um, oh, right. But he's actually collected the Guardians. Uh. And you're basically trying to help Rocket get the rest of them out. Um, and they, they did show some artwork. Um and it was Baby Groot. So it seems like Baby Groot is sticking around. So... You're right there. You have every problem. I, I, I hope Groot grows a bit by the end of the film, though, because, don't get me wrong, I love Baby Groot. He ju- just loved that, just that little scene at the end of the Guardians 1, but I, I kind of already miss the fully grown like eight foot tall Groot. Well he's not yeah. in, he's not in the pot anymore. Yeah. Uh, he is up and walking around again. Obviously. Yeah. So that's yeah, definitely that's cool. uh that was definitely my my big impression. Obviously stepping back, going back to to Thursday as as Tony mentioned and so did you Josh with the, the Netflix stuff. Um yeah. also seeing John Bernthal turn up um oh, well, and start yeah. talking about uh, the Punisher series. Apparently, they decided before they even showed the series of Daredevil that it was it was going to be he was going to get his own series. It didn't even need to be right. shown. They'd already That's decided. Just, That's just how you know that a character's going to be great in a show if they get their own spin-off before the audience has even seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they li- literally <laughs> said that as soon as he walked in, they knew. Yeah, that was it. That he was going to be sticking around for a while. Um, the other thing, as you said, Tony, the Defenders, we got a, well, a semi-release date that is coming next year now, that that's definitely confirmed. Yeah. So um, I'm assuming yeah. that they're going to have to release Iron Fist before they do Defenders. Yeah, Iron Fist, I so think So we'll is... probably get that first. Yeah, I think Iron Fist has got the Daredevil slot next year. Yeah. Um, and Defenders will be uh, the, yeah, the Luke Cage <laughs> slot from this year. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of hoping that that's what it is because if they release Daredevil season three before Defenders, even though I'm a big Daredevil fan, like I will not be happy because it's like a massive wave of Daredevil before you see most of the other Defenders, and it's it's it, to be honest, you could say it's too much of a good thing. 
Yeah, I, I definitely think we won't see Daredevil until 2018. I yeah. would imagine we'll probably see that mm. and Jessica Jones Season 2. Yeah. Um, I wonder yeah. whether they might go to three series at that point mm. a year. Um, obviously, they've Maybe. got Finn Punisher in somewhere. Um, yeah. I, I, I reckon that'll be the first one after Defenders. I genuinely do. Yeah, it could, but, but it's interesting. Possibly. You just don't know what order it's going to come out. Especially, we don't know whether John Bernthal might be in the Defenders. Yeah, which wouldn't true. wouldn't surprise mm. me. Yeah, um, mm. which might set something up a bit more for him. Um, obviously, we don't know what line they're going to go down with him. Obviously, he's a lot, lot more of a tough guy than than the rest of them. Um, so you got to imagine he's probably going to just be taking on gangs and and things like that, rather than anything supernatural or or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was the main bulk, I think, of, of Thursday's Marvel panels, wasn't it? There wasn't really a lot else yeah. said. It was kind of kind of low key, other than the the trailers um, that we no, we, we were given. Wasn't there, was he? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think any of them. <laughs> you don't oh, get that. Yeah, but <laughs> he was only there yesterday, <laughs> which some of us stayed up to watch. Yeah. Yeah. But... <laughs> Um, I, I just put it all on my watch later on YouTube and just so, said, so that I'll watch it all in the morning. Yeah. Three o'clock this morning, I was up watching Tom Tom Hiddleston. Oh. For my art, yeah. I was up at God knows what time in the morning. God help uh, you. But then moving <laughs> on to on to Saturday's panels, um, obviously one panel, should we say, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And yes. the yes. big reveal... Of, of Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. It's, and, and especially the one that they've chosen as well. Because a lot of people are saying, oh, Ghost Rider doesn't fit in. I think this Ghost Rider will fit in. Yeah. Because of the family vibe to it. Mm. Yeah, but I still, still love Johnny Blaze, though. Yeah, but I don't Johnny. think they, they're going to use him for, for that kind of show. If they're going to use Johnny Blaze, it's going to be Netflix. Yeah. Because yeah, that, yeah. that would be R-rated material, like Punisher, like Daredevil, or etc. So yeah. that's I think they're quite right in using the characters that they have chosen. And I, and I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have gone down that line because they want to use a known character. Yeah. yeah. Know, that's, that's a fairly big name. Yeah. He's been around, obviously the Nick Cage films have been around for a while now. Mm. Um and I think that's possibly why they've gone down that line. I think a lot of people got confused that it was the, the character from the end of the previous season um, was coming in. But a lot of the rumours had pointed towards it being Ghost Rider. Um, mm. so I, would I, like, I would like a Johnny Blaze character to make a small cameo, though, because I just want a little nod to, like, a Johnny Blaze character exists, but he's not Ghost Rider. So it's just like a little something, because... I watched the Nick Cage well, films when, well, <laughs> yeah, well, like when I was, I watched them when I was young, but I did like them. But I know obviously now I'm older, and I know they're not exactly as good as they probably should have been. So yeah, I think we can safely <laughs> say this version of Ghost Rider won't be peeing fire. <laughs> <laughs> I hope oh. not. But yeah, I think I think again. Did you all see the the car that he's going to be driving as well? Yeah. Because yeah. this version of Ghost Rider doesn't like have a Impala. bike. Yeah, yeah, it did look yeah. very similar to the Impala from Supernatural. Um, mm. But um, I think that's... Uh, and I noticed that Clark Gregg posted a picture of Lola the other day. So oh, I'm yeah. wondering yes. whether there might be something 
that's going to use both cars. That would be very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that 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 I'm looking forward to, and, and the guy's been cast, hasn't he, as well? I can't remember yeah. what his name is. Yeah, um, I believe. Yeah. Isn't he of Hispanic descent? Yes, he is. Uh, the yeah. character in the comic books is as well, so it's it's definitely um, sticking to the comic book version. We can say that because um, they're I'm casting. Right, a new version that the character they've used yeah, in the comics. Yeah, he, he was. In, I believe he was in Marvel now in the Marvel Now series recently. Ah, because um, they're casting in the comic books. He's he's got a disabled brother as well, um, which right. they're casting as well. They've not announced who they've cast for that role, but yeah, in the in the comics, he has got a disabled brother, and I think that kind of spurs him on. I was going to say because Vengeance was a big thing in that teaser, wasn't it? At the yeah, end, but so. then in the in the comics, he isn't. The spirit of vengeance. He's the spirit oh, okay. of something else. Um, let me see. I can't remember. His it, character name's Robbie Reyes, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was on. It was on the uh, MCU Facebook page. I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, let me find it. I'm just. Uh, I've got the news up. It should be. Long. No, it's it's escaped me. Yeah, it's completely escaped me. Yeah, the character name is Robbie Reyes, so he he definitely is uh, Hispanic in descent from from what we can tell. So they've they've cast the same way as the comic books. But yeah, I'm sure he was he was a character from Marvel now when they they rebooted recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he is he's definitely a spirit of something else, not of vengeance. Um, but it seems like they're sticking with the. Hey, Sticking with the uh, the spirit of vengeance for for the TV version, um, but and, and mm. I think that was there wasn't a lot else that we we got from the Agents of Shield panel other than that. Um, from Gabriel Luna, that's it. Gabriel Luna is the guy that's <laughs> playing him. Detective. Yeah. So and then obviously onto the the big panel last night um, for mm. the, for the studios itself, starting off with a a whole new logo. Uh, for the studios that now yeah. includes the the live action guys as part of it, um, I think it's about time really. Yeah. Um, certainly now that they're mm. a, a separate entity as well to the TV unit, um, mm. it's kind of I think it's kind of needed now, um, and especially how far they're mm. in and how many characters they've got and everything. Um, and I I really liked it and they had um, Michael Giancci playing live uh, the music yeah. that's oh, going to yeah. go with it. Um, yeah, which I thought was quite nice. Um, so then, moving on to the the first section was uh, Black Panther came out first. Um, we've learnt that they're now going into production early next year. Um, mm. Finally, it seems such a long time since Chadwick Boseman was cast um, <laughs> that it seems such a long time that we've been waiting for him to actually say anything about them starting. I know, obviously, he was in Civil War and, and everything, but it, it just seems like an age since he was first introduced. Yeah. When they they first announced that they were doing a Phase 3 when they did that big big event at the El Capitan Theatre in, in Los Angeles. Um, it just seems a, an eye gone away since we we saw that. So um, so it's nice to actually know that they're, they're now doing everything... Um, they confirmed all the characters as well, didn't they? That who who's playing who? That um, yeah, the guy from oh Michael B. Jordan is is definitely playing the villain. Oh, yeah, um, that's good. 
So yeah. we've, got, we've got no claw like in Age of Ultron. Well, that's interesting because they've not even said whether Andy Serkis is in it, so I'm assuming not. Mm. Um, but I'm wondering whether that's he may become part of the Infinity War story. Mm. That possibly Thanos has got to him um, as one of his lieutenants. Um, so yeah, not not much out of the the Black Panther stuff, other than as I said, the starting starting date for for filming um, in January. Um, so I'll be looking forward to seeing some of that. Um, I think the next thing they spoke about was uh, was Thor. Um, that's obviously oh yeah, at the moment. this this rework logo. Yeah. Um, Where I see it, some like, mock pictures of it done like a an eight bit loading screen. Yeah, it computer. looks like something from a, a Sega Mega Drive game. Yeah, it, like a, a racing game very, or something like that. Yeah, very um, strange. It's like the logo to a new Sonic game or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. Um, and also, obviously, the news that um, we will be seeing Gladiator Hulk. Yeah. Um, as part of, I'm guessing they're going, they are going with the Planet Hulk storyline. Um, but yeah. it was also Thank confirmed that uh, Mark Ruffalo's playing two characters. Well, yeah, because oh. Bruce Banner in the Hulk. No, I don't think he's playing Bruce Banner. <laughs> I don't think Bruce Banner's in it at all. I think he is just going to be the Hulk. Well, yeah, so I'm it, wondering. If they're going like the Planet Hulk storyline, like I don't know if anyone's seen the animated film, like, but yeah, he he is Hulk, like. Pretty much the whole time, if not all of it. Yeah, so, so. They're definitely, it definitely looks like he's playing someone else as well. Um, mm. Obviously, I'm guessing another CGI character because they can't plant him in as a as a face character, can they? Really? Um, really. I wonder whether he might be someone else that Hulk or Thor ends up fighting uh, in the Gladiator series. Um, that would be my guess. Um, I know, as I, as we were talking about Tom Hiddleston's panel at San Diego at Nerd HQ, um, it seems like we won't be seeing the Warriors three. Um, no, poor old Zach. <laughs> it seems like he he isn't even going to get a cameo. As as Tom made a joke about it, uh, that he'll see him in Australia, and then Zach's face was a picture when he was like, "No, you won't." Yeah, um, what did he say? Did he say back to Tom? Yeah, how's that going? Didn't he? I think yeah. something like that was. He yeah. So, um, so that's a bit sad. I'm quite sad that we won't see Sif, um, Thandral, uh, and the rest of the guys. Um, but yeah, that, that seems, uh, they showed a scene as well, like a a joke scene, didn't they? Uh, as to why Thor wasn't in civil war, that he's basically, Mm. he's basically moved to Australia and wanted nothing to do with it. And oh, that's that one that was doing the rounds, wasn't it? Yeah, that basically he's he's living with some guy in Australia, <laughs> and absolutely wanted and wrote a letter to to Tony saying, "Yeah, get lost, have your petty little fights. I'm going to stay here in the sun in Australia." <laughs> I just imagine that as well. Yeah, or, yeah. Unless Chris Hemsworth was in New York, uh, and he was, you know, had a little side job as a receptionist. I think Tony might understand that. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Poor guy. Yes. Less said about that, the better. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was what came out of out of Thor, I think. Obviously, the confirmation of who everybody was playing that we already knew, like Jeff Goldblum yeah. and, yep. and everybody. I think that was, 
kind of confirmed. I'm so excited for him joining though. So I am I, and it's a it's a big thing as well because in the comics, his his brothers with oh, who's his brothers with? Ben, ben and the collector. Collector. Yeah, with the collector. Yeah. So th- that's really exciting that we could get Benicio del Toro and Jeff Goldblum together. Mm. Uh, interesting. I was watching a bit of the IGN post conference coverage, and they said in the footage they played, he wasn't blue. So whether that's just a work in progress in the concept art, apparently. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. That would bother me, to be honest, because, I mean, it's just I just think it's not Jeff Goldblum's style to go full Avatar. So, or Smith, <laughs> or however you want to call it. Probably could well be something that he's, he said that he doesn't want to do that, that he actually wants to be, it want, he wants it to be him, rather than some CGI character. Um, or maybe they're going to add the blue like they did with Ryan Reynolds' suit in that other franchise. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't remind us. <laughs> um, uh. But, yeah, I think that was that was basically what, what came from Thor. Then I think it was Spider-Man yes. was, the next, yes. was the next bit. Tom flew over from where he's filming, from Atlanta, um, to do the panel. I'm guessing the rest of them did as well, I think. Where the director was there, wasn't he? And the two female leads and the second male lead, um, who was mm. confirmed to be playing Flash Thompson. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't look much like a bully in the picture. No, no it really it's doesn't. It's scrawny for a bully, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was interesting. And the confirmation, finally, that it's the Vulture. Yeah. Yes. With the concept art. Um, still not showing whether it's Michael Keaton or not. Uh, no, apparently they they showed a, a footage release that we're not seeing at the minute. They? When apparently he turns up in the last shot. Right, I hadn't I hadn't seen anything that they'd actually shown some footage. I yeah. thought they'd just shown some concept art, and it was no, kind I think of they, him they in the shadows. Sneak. Yeah, no, they did yeah, show. I was reading about it. Oh yeah, yeah you know it? what? I did read it. He comes down a tube. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did read it. Peter's doing research and stuff on the Avengers and stuff. I believe yeah. it says or something. Yeah, I did read it. Now, like you, now you've said that. Born. Didn't he say yeah. his suit's like a cross between the Iron Man suit and the Falcon gear? Because it's you got know. like um, it's got like it's it's got the wings of a Falcon, but it's apparently it's got like a uh, propulsion jet in the boots, and it's, apparently it's got like Quinjet uh, propellers from the wings in its well in the wings. So hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, so basically. Michael Keaton's playing a character now at that age where he's got junk in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was... I, they still didn't confirm whether it, there's more than one villain, though. I still think those rumours are doing, doing the rounds, aren't they? That Did I see Shocker and yeah. the Tinkerer yeah, I mentioned? Yeah, saw them too, yeah. Um, but I don't yeah. think they were confirmed in the, in the, in the panel itself. Um, but, yeah, again, that was... It was fairly short and sweet, Um with those first few panels, because obviously some haven't even begun filming and some are still in the middle of filming. The next one was the was the big one, was Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which they seem, seem to give so much away, um, which I really yes. wasn't expecting, because James Gunn's normally very secretive yeah. um, when it comes to these things. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've had this debate there, with somebody this morning about... Yeah. Whether casting announcements can be classed as spoilers or not. The problem is, if they're if they're publishing them as a press release, then they can't be. 
for mm. me. Sure. Mm. Yeah. If they're putting it out there, if if it's something that they've not said in a in a press release, then yeah, it's a spoiler. Yeah. I but would agree if, with that. If they're putting out a press release with it on, then it's it not is. a spoiler. Yeah. So yeah. so let's just talk about what we're actually saying and we're talking about uh Kurt Russell. Um Yeah. As Star Lord's father, um, <laughs> and also a planet. And, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I saw that this morning. It just like got. I, I'm, this is something that I don't actually tell people, but I'm gonna say this now. Guardians is one of the few comic book worlds, if you want to put it like that, that I know next to nothing about. I know very well, few like Guardians. That. I've obviously watched the film and stuff. But, and I don't really know that much about Star-Lord's heritage, like his father or anything, but I woke up this morning and saw that, and I was like, what the... And, mm-hmm. yeah, I just got sent sideways. <laughs> Seriously. But, yeah, um, I did see... the story that I saw was that basically he came to Earth to try and create the perfect human. Um, uh, which so is Star-Lord. Could take on, like, a memorial form sort of thing. Yeah, he shaped himself presumably so, or something. Yeah, so basically he created Star Lord as his perfect in his perfect human. So it's basically ah. Jesus and God story. Yeah, it does sound a bit like that. Oh, for God's sake! Um, yeah, I saw an interview this morning where James Gunn had said that if if the first story was about uh, Peter and his mother, this is very much about him and his father and stepfather. And and kind of choosing which father he wants, stuff like that. So, I'm going to be honest. Like Kurt Russell's character must have a very large manhood. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, Something but... to brag about down the pub, <laughs> or, or to the other planets. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Saturn, get a load of this. <laughs> uh, the other confirmation that something we'd, we'd spoken about previously was uh, Sylvester Stallone is is definitely in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yes. So that cool. it's, he sounds like he's going to be a, a Ravager to me. It sounds like possibly he's taken over from Yondu. Well, yeah, yeah if, if Yondu's converted to the Guardians, then, I mean, you've got to have some big name leading the, Rav- the, the Ravagers, yeah? So... Mm-hmm. So that that's interesting. Mm. Um, we also had it confirmed that Karen Gillan didn't shave her hair this time. Um, they had a new trick oh. that she shaved underneath her hair. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> they shaved underneath her hair this time. So they could basically mm. pin her hair to the top of her head and yeah. cover over the top of it. Yeah, basically that you could see quite clearly she's got a bob at the moment, but if right. she lifted it up, yeah. the underneath yeah, okay. is shaved off. So, <laughs> I, for her sake, I think it's a, it's a better haircut than the previous one. Because <laughs> um, the wig, when <laughs> she came back to Doctor Who, wasn't very good. No. no. Right. Um, so she did rock sexy bald blue woman, I must admit. And uh, from what we can tell, again, she's possibly... Uh, a guardian as well. Uh, she's obviously going to clash with some people, though. Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh well, quite clearly she's going to clash with her sister. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, 
But that's half of the interest in having her as being one, because yeah, seeing exactly. how that works out. Yeah. Yeah. They were all far too friendly with each other by the end of the the first film. Yeah. So you need yeah. need that what Dra- Drax kind of did in the first film, where he didn't really like anybody. Oh yeah. Um. Obviously, now he's quite good friends with everybody. Still um, takes everything literally, though. What? Let's be honest. Yeah, he really does, but it works. Yeah. So it gives you that that extra comedy edge. I know it started with Star Lord being the the comedian with his dancing and and things like that, but I think the funnier moments certainly did come from Drax. Um, it was yeah. very clever yeah. in all of its comedy, I think, and yeah. I'm hoping that it'll continue that way forward because it makes a lot mm. of interesting. Yeah, yeah. it certainly yeah. sounds. Carry on, Tony. I've discussed this with people lately too. That I have a real issue with a lot of comedies at the moment, and two of the funniest films I've seen in recent years were both Marvel movies, and one was Deadpool, and the other was Guardians. And I've absolutely been tears at points during both films. Yeah. yeah. And both nailed the comedy that so many quote-unquote comedies seem to struggle with. Well, and I think it's because they don't dumb it down either. They they don't go for the lowbrow, you know, it's a lot of it's timing, and timing can be very split-second, mm. and if you don't get it right, it goes yeah, horribly yeah. wrong. Yeah. I, think, I think another thing is usually um, co- comedy films, apart from like a superhero film, like you say, Deadpool or Guardians, I think a lot of comedy films nowadays... The the majority of the jokes are genitalia jokes. That, yeah. like, and, and but all, to be fair, Deadpool did have one or two of those, but Ryan Reynolds can get away with them. That's the difference. Well, yes, but that, that's the, that's <laughs> the majority well. of the material in yeah. most films. Like, Tony, you'll back me up on this. A film that we both watched recently. Yeah, um, the one with Mr. Hemsworth in, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, the majority of that material, let's be honest, was... Downstairs jokes. Not funny. Yeah. And yeah. it made you giggle, but like one in ten of those jokes made you giggle. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it was just mm. immature. So that's why I think, as you said, mate, it's timing. Majority of it. Yeah. 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 So I'm with Meg. I think it's something that a lot of, of companies could could do with looking at it. I mean, look how incredibly wildly popular these were and the comedy was so good and it's what people talk about with it. You know, you don't have to do the crude stuff and if more people took a page from it, maybe we'd be seeing better comedies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, a, yeah, I'm with Meg on this. Yeah, keep it certainly <laughs> seems like the, the edge has been taken away from comedies. Um, and it can put... I'm I'm only thirty two. Um Josh, you're even younger than me. Um but oh, that's very nice of you. There's there's just nothing like the eighties comedies anymore. No, no. And they try to do mm. it. Like with Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um but they just they can't get that tone right anymore. Yeah, because yeah. I I watched in preparation for the new Ghostbusters film, I watched the first two and I rem- Recall distinctly that only being out of the both of them, just being one dick joke. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there there might be one overt dick joke, but it is very sexualized humor. Oh, well, when you look 80s. at it from a different yeah, but it's it's there's a lot there that is played to that isn't necessarily Innu- jokes, like but innuendo are, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, the innuendo stuff, which you don't necessarily need for it to be hilarious. Oh yeah. No, mm. I completely agree. I'm I'm talking about things like um 
Three Men and a Baby and, and things like that. Yeah. yeah. The, the, you just don't get comedies like that anymore. I know yeah. that's a really yeah. bizarre choice to pick, but it was the first one that came to mind. Yeah. It's a good one, though. But... We take it back to Guardians for a minute. That, that whole sequence where, well, the, the false, the prosthetic leg joke, and also the, the <laughs> group doing the alarm... That's just some of the funniest stuff I've seen in years. And so if yeah. James has caught that again in the second one, that's a winner. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Exa- and that's exactly why James Gunn was hired. Yeah. Mm. Because he was known for that in his, in his other films. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's exactly... And I really hope he doesn't leave after this one. I know there's been talk that he doesn't know what he's going to do, but I really hope he sticks around, even if it's not Guardians, if he does something just else. Just a, a Marvel film. like Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, it's the same with Josh Whedon. I'm really sad that he isn't coming back at the moment because I really think if he just stepped away from the Avengers and just concentrated on one, yeah, one character, I think he would have coped better. And I think, I think he, he also did... might have enjoyed it better if he'd stuck with Agents of Shield instead of yeah. going yeah. to the movies because he really thrives where he can tell long stories. Yeah, um, and yeah. so it's a shame because I think that's why. I know this is going back at a fair time, but that's why I think Buffy was like so well received. Yeah, because it was just a long I mean, telling of a story. Yeah, and he focuses on the story, which is absolutely beautiful. He also has the comedic timing, and he knows where to put the the beats and all the rest, and make good characters. But he still has that story at the very core of it. It's always about the story with him, which is great. It's yeah. also, I think, what is great about Star Wars Rebels and um, the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, I think Dave Filoni has very similar kind of. Thought process. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, yeah. sorry, I'm bouncing back a weekend. <laughs> sorry. Oh, we'll come on to that. We'll go back to SGCC now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's, there's still one other big movie, and they're Paul. We, they didn't cover it much, though, really, did they? Which Which one was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So well, she's kind of just wheeled her on at the end, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah, but I'm kind of excited about that one. I really am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is Paul still with us? Mr. Washington? Art thou there? <laughs> have we, we seem have to we have lost him. Paul. We're having technical difficulties at the moment. Oh, well, well. He will be back with you shortly. Let's hope so. Uh, we're back in the room. And uh, yeah, I was just saying that um, the other big announcement was Captain Marvel, but I think we've also got Doctor Strange as well, haven't we? That was yeah, really we, covered. yeah, we'd miss Mar- uh, Doctor Strange. So yeah, we'll we'll go on to Doctor Strange at the end because I think that was the big one with a with a new trailer and everything. So yeah, yeah the the final announcement as they were taking a a final group selfie on the stage was uh, Bray Larson being announced as Captain Marvel. Um, I know it'd been rumored. Exciting, yeah, I, I know it'd been rumored for about six weeks or so um, that she'd got the role. Um, but it was, so it was just the confirmation that like everyone was like, "Yay!" Yeah, yeah. And it, did, did it seem to anybody else that watched the video that possibly she's already done some work? She went straight to uh, Michael Rooker. She did seem very pally with one or two of them. Yeah, yeah. when she came out, she I did, wonder yeah. whether she's already filmed a cameo for Guardians. That would make a lot of sense to introduce yeah, her because obviously we're not going to get a solo film before. The first part of Infinity War. Mm. Now it sits in the middle, doesn't it? So... Yeah. So I wonder whether they're going to introduce her first in at the end of Guardians. Maybe. Um, it would seem a fairly natural place to put her. Well, yeah, because she's 
that her character is already part of that story, isn't she? Yeah. Um, so it do, it is certainly the natural place to to put her um, and introduce her because you've got to guess that she's going to be in both parts of Infinity War. I can't imagine that they're going to introduce I... a character like that and not have her in both parts. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. so that was the the big exciting casting announcement, and then obviously the the big one, Benedict uh, unveiling the new trailer for for Doctor Strange. And a new poster that doesn't show his back. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for that movie. You know, I, I didn't know anything about Doctor Strange until the first trailer came out. And oh my God, I can't wait to go see it. I, I just, <laughs> it is the one movie that has come out that I have known nothing about. I didn't know anything yeah. about the character before, but I am so excited to go see it now. Yeah. Does anyone else think it looks like Inception on acid? A yeah. little? Yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. got an Inception vibe. But that's okay. I loved Inception. I'm also curious where it takes the MCU after, particularly with him hanging around with the Avengers, when you've got dimension folding and stuff like that as part of the realm uh, yeah. world. It's going to take some interesting yeah. places after, I think. Yeah, it's, it's certainly going to give a different vibe to the Avengers in the, in the future. I think. Yeah. Mm. You've got to imagine that he's going to end up becoming the leader of the new Avengers at some point. I hope so. Mm. Because um, I think he'd make a yeah. well. I know he's a fictional character, but I think he'd make a good leader. Yeah, I think it would be. Yeah, I'm very excited, as I said. And I ha- yeah. both me and Tony haven't met Benedict. He definitely gives off that vibe. He's definitely got an authority about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so really looking forward to seeing what he does does with that. And obviously, we've not got long to wait now. Only a few short months now until we we actually see the film. Yeah. So. That'll fly by, bet you. Yeah. Yeah. Good times ahead. So definitely looking forward to that. Let's uh, just say this week was a good week to be a geek. Certainly was. <laughs> it has been. Yeah. It certainly was, and I know we're a Marvel podcast, but the DC stuff looked fantastic as well. Wonder yeah. Woman yeah. looks incredible. Yeah, uh, oh, absolutely yeah. incredible. I know. There was a couple, was really a couple looking... of that in that trailer, though. You can see the stunt doubles. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> I'm but just nitpicking. I have to say, I like the vibe of the Justice League trailer as well. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It seems like he's finally caved uh, and given in to not doing such a dark story. I think the colour palette still looks the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The gritty but, is still there, yeah. but I think that's mainly just the background. Yeah, the vibe that I was getting from it, certainly the, the scenes between Bruce and... And Barry were something totally different that we hadn't seen yeah. before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and as much as I'm a fan of the, the Flash TV series, do you know what? Ezra Miller's version looks completely different. Yeah. Um, I, I genuinely, I am like, I'm like you, Paul. I'm a massive fan of the Flash TV show, and I just really hope because I do actually like Ezra Miller. I watched him in Perks, Bale, and Wallflower, and other films. But I just genuinely hope he doesn't get compared to Grant Gustin because I ju- I just want I'm him to sure be. I'm sure he will, though. Unfortunately, oh, I mean, will, I guess. Yeah. But it's I just hope it doesn't define him. Like doesn't yeah. shape the way. I he did like his scene in his line. Um, he actually made me go, "Oh!" When he says, well, "I've got no friends," and oh, bless him. He hasn't got the Flash bless family him. yet. No, <laughs> no. Though they have cast Iris, haven't they? Have they? Yeah, I think they have cast Iris. Mm. There was there was talk of it a couple of weeks ago, I think. 
um, that the casting has started. Um, so, so yeah. Um, moving on to what I'm going to say is our main section of the podcast after we've spoken for 40, 45 <laughs> minutes. Um, I'm going to pass over to Tony for this section, um, as it is his specialist subject. Um, so over to you, Tony. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Yeah, I mean, as, as people know, I was actually uh, fortunate enough with Paul the Gator Star Fury Ultimates uh, back in the last month um, and was very privileged to actually meet Meg. Hello. Uh, amongst some other awesome, hey, some other awesome Peggy Cosplayers. Yeah, it was good fun. Um, and I just thought, mate, we'd just chat for a little bit about yourself and cosplay in general and, and, and where we think it's going. And just chew the cuddle a little bit on it, if that's all right. Throw a few questions yeah. at you. Go for and, um, it. Well, first thing I was going to ask, what, how, how did you find the Ultimates experience compared to anything else you've been to? So it's very interesting for me to go to Ultimates because it's nothing like any of the cons that I have ever been to before. I started going to cons, going to gaming conventions back in 1999. Um, and then I eventually, only about two, three years ago, ventured into the Comic-Con world. Um, so the Ultimates and the Star Fury experience was very new to me, but I had an absolute blast. I, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, meeting you guys and just chilling and hanging out, it was absolutely fabulous. So it was one of the highlights of my year this year so far. <laughs> That's good. That's cool. You kind of um, answered one of my Jossie's early questions as well about when you kind of started doing events. Yeah. Um, so I did see one of your posts recently. Was it back in the 99 or something like that? Yeah, well, ni- 99 was my first con i guess you could say um i actually started uh my first con was actually gen con over in the u.s um which if you don't know it is a big gaming convention i went to Mm. that before i came over here for my year of um my year abroad which then turned into many years abroad um but (laughs) (laughs) um so when i came over in that time i got into the gaming society over here and i started doing conventions with them um but the comic-con I, I still, you know, Comic-Con is a very new thing for me. It wasn't, San Diego Comic-Con wasn't huge when I left the States. It wasn't something that was even on my radar. I did hit Celebration that year as well. So I guess technically that was my first con. But um, <laughs> I always think of Gen Con as my first con because it's, yeah. you know, the big, mm. big, big one and all the rest. So, uh, yeah. Did you, start, did you start cosplaying right back then? Or was that a more recent thing? Um... <laughs> So I guess it depends on what you consider cosplay. Um, I, <laughs> I, I have, I guess, been cosplaying all of my life, not really knowing what cosplay was. Um, mm. So I did, you know, when I was in in college, I did history and theater. I would make my own costumes for uh, live action role play games and um, things like that, and wear costumes any chance I possibly could. So. I've always been kind of cosplaying, but in terms mm, of like mm. the serious cosplay and knowing it as cosplay, I'd say only in about yeah. like the last two, three years for me, really. Mm. Yeah. And was Peggy one of your early ones? Was that a more recent thing on the back of the show? Or? Um, yeah, Peggy's... <laughs> Peggy wasn't <laughs> actually supposed to happen. Peggy was not ah. on my list of of plans at all because I I had done some in the fall of 2014. Um, I'd done Korra from uh, Korra, Legends of Korra. Um, and then I 
I had other plans for 2015, and I definitely had not intended on doing Captain America's girlfriend because I had I didn't <laughs> fall in love with the character in the movie. Uh, that she was just you know the the necessary love interest as far as I could see. You know she was good mm. and I enjoyed her, but I didn't love her as a character. And then uh, the the show came out, and I didn't watch it the first week it came out. I watched it like the second week I think that we had it and lost my mind and then three months later was trawling through yet another place for the perfect fabric and um yeah and Peggy happens then that summer basically so but she's probably the one that I'm most known for now because I wear her a lot I love her to pieces and yeah <laughs> yeah no you say you say you so, make a lot of your own stuff oh sorry Josh can no, no, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, how long do you think is the most you might have spent on one or the most elaborate one that you've done to date? Uh, so it's always difficult for me to gauge time because, you know, I've been working on a costume all weekend. I haven't really been working on it all weekend, if you know what I mean. I've been watching SDCC mm. videos and Stranger Things and a whole bunch of other things and getting some work <laughs> done as I go along. For me, generally, the yeah. process is that takes the longest is finding the materials um, because I'm very picky about my materials. So once I get all of those, I tend to knock stuff out in a long weekend to two weeks, but that depends very much on what I'm doing and how many times I have to remake it before my exacting standards are met, so to speak. <laughs> so, Sorry, so, Josh, you have one or two questions you want to ask? Yeah, but, yeah. Um... So yeah. what's like the longest time, like when you get to a convention, mm -hmm. are you already in costume or do you like go to toilets or something to change into one? I prefer to go in costume if I can. That's, that uh, is correct. Is correct. I, I, I prefer to, you know, go there and be in costume from the minute I leave my house, mostly because I find that getting, getting ready is, it, it can take me ages so if i were to do that in a con i first have to get in the door and then i'd have to stand in a toilet for you know two hours or whatever it is that takes me to get everything on um when i've worn a costume more than once before it's a lot easier um i also do a lot of conventions along with the 501st arlen garrison so we get into cons so in those those cases i often don't wear it there um, I will put it on oh. once I get there, but I'm often partially into it, depending on what it is. Like if it's a bodysuit or something like that, I don't really want to change into that in a yeah, uh, yeah that's understandable in a in a big changing room. So I'll often go at least partially in costume. Mm. So like, what what's like the hardest like part about cosplay? Is it like is it like wearing a costume that's really hot, like as you're walking around the convention, or is that it assembling be. it? Or something like that? Um, I, I think that... So I will preface this having said that I haven't done any major armor things where yeah. you're wearing an armor that is fully body encasing or anything like that, except when I got the chance to slip on a friend's uh, TK7 a couple of weeks back, which is awesome. <laughs> and I did about 20 minutes, and then I was too hungry to wait, and lunch was arrived. So I was like, that's it, I'm done. Um, but I do think that for me... 
I find the making process to be incredibly enjoyable. It's one of the things that I love to do. And the fact that cosplay now exists just lets me actually show something that I love doing to everybody else. So in ways, wearing it is harder because I have to actually find a place to do it and interact with people. And I'm not great with people. So a lot of the times I'm quite happy for them all to go away and leave me alone. Um, but you can't do that if you're at a con and in, in costume, in my opinion. Yeah. If you're at a convention and you're in costume, you should be receptive to their attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it was interesting for me because um, that was the first time I'd ever done a, a day, of, uh, day of a weekend con in costume. Yeah. I'm thinking doing a crossplay as well. well. Which you did very and well. Thank you. You look radiant, Tony. And he was absolutely fantastic all weekend long. <laughs> I was very impressed. And and the attention on the Saturday was just phenomenal. The amount of people yeah. really did enjoy the costume, and, and and especially to get an acknowledgement from from the good lady herself as well. It was just yeah. an amazing experience. It is, and it's so, and it's something. Um, my fiance came with me to celebration, and he was just like, "I can't believe how." how crazy it was for you because I spent all day one of the days as Mara Jade and he was like you were so good at saying of course you can have a photo and all the rest of it and I said you know that's that's part of the game as far as I'm concerned that's Mm. you know Mm. so yeah it does bring it does bring things to a very different level yeah I think as long as people asking for the photo know the kind of limits uh, and where the line is yeah I know there's been issues late well, and I think it's something that is forevermore going to be the case. Um, you have people who are just feel that you are there to be whatever they want you to be. Um, mm-hmm. I, I tend not to have so much of an issue with it in Peggy, which is one of the reasons I love wearing her. Um, but yeah. when I'm in Mara Jade, which if you don't know the costume, is essentially a skin-tight black PVC yeah. cat suit. I mean, uh, when, with, with when I saw your photos, I my first... My first reaction was, blimey, Charlie, when I saw one of your Mara Jade photos. Yeah, uh, but that's the costume. That's what she wears. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, fa- yeah. as far as what it feels like to me, I feel practically naked if I don't have the belt on because there's there's nothing there except spandex from, from top to bottom. So there's nowhere to hide in it. And you will get those people where you turn around and they may not have said anything to you. They may not have touched you, but you can tell they have very quickly stopped taking whatever photo it was and walked away. Um, and you'll get the occasional people who are zooming in and you're pretty sure they're zooming in on your boobs or what. So, and I find that those are actually, because I, I very rarely have people who are physically aggressive or touching me in any way that I'm not supposed, they're not supposed to, or that I don't want them to. Um, I actually find those people to be harder to deal with internally because can't say anything to them because I don't know they did anything wrong and I can't mm. you know prevent it from happening aside from not showing up in costume yeah mm. which so is like, harder for me so like what's like your most embarrassing moments in a cosplay then like if you're saying like about people like that that those those are the kind of moments that I find I feel uncomfortable I wouldn't say that I've really had anything that's been embarrassing um I'm I'm I am trained so do you want to share with everybody your your trip home from Ultimus? <laughs> that was in costume, wasn't it? <laughs> that was in co- that was very uh, yeah. So I left Starfury Ultimates um, 
going straight to the airport and chose to go in full full on Peggy, basically. <laughs> and I walked through um, Manchester Airport and got on the plane and got home and walked through Dublin Airport and got home full on <laughs> Peggy dress, 40s, all glam, all the rest of it. So um, I got some looks, but no more than I would elsewhere. You know, it's, you know, you do see some people who dress in vintage. So I don't think it was as crazy yeah. as mm. if I'd worn some other costumes, but it was, it was definitely interesting. <laughs> I think, um, Jason, what we want to know, do you, does it bother you when people, cosplay stuff they don't really know anything about um i'm not sure well for me that's not necessarily something that i have an issue with because i totally get the oh my god i'm loving in love with that costume yeah feeling yeah. sometimes I think, there are I times think if, when if, I'm, if, I don't know anything about it but i really want to do it because it looks so amazing and for me i am a huge textile and costume geek. Um, you know, when yeah. I went to Celebration the very first time in 99, it was literally me in two panels, Ray Park, because it's Ray Park, and the costume one. I must have gone to the costume one about five times over that weekend because they kept running it. It was in a much smaller <laughs> venue, very different from how they do things now. But I went to that costume panel over and over and over and over again and I completely understand falling in love with a costume even though you know nothing about the character or anything else so for me because I know, know that I, I don't necessarily feel that it's wrong or anything but I do feel that if you are going to actually go out you shouldn't take offense if people expect you to know it I think mm. and and it has, it has happened for me before where I have then fallen in love with a costume, decided I really wanted to do it, and then gone and found out about the character before I actually wore it in public, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, because it just mm. ends up being well, a little bit better for me and as, as an experience. So where do you then, in that space, draw your inspiration from? What, what you think, oh, I fancy doing that one next. Um, it's usually about characters, but it is occasionally also about um, what the win. what it actually looks like. Um, I'm 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 big into the right characters for me. For me, usually who they are is something that I need to have for me to actually get through it. Yeah. Um, when you when you create a costume like this, it takes you some time, and you need something about the costume for you to love. So that when you're mm. at 3 a.m. two nights before the convention or whenever it happens to be and you just you're like, I hate this. It's not working. Like, why can't it just fit the way it's supposed to? That there is something that gets <laughs> you through that. So I feel for me, that tends to be the characters, um, but it doesn't have to. No. So like, if, you, if you're saying that, like, most of the time it's a character, it's the actual character themselves that drives you to a uh, dress up like them mm -hmm. would you say that like when you go around the con you're like it, is, is it important for you to be in the character do you know what i mean like yeah you, i understand the question or, and yeah. i this is something that i've so i've seen co kind of arguments about 
whether you costume or whether you cosplay. And one one where there are some people who will define the differences as to whether you are in character or not. Um, for me, I'm not sure that that is something that I require. Um, I will pop in and out of it, certainly, a lot of the time, I feel, because I'll be in character if I don't know the person who comes up to me or anything like that. And especially if it's a kid who comes up to you, they they don't know that you're not a person in costume. They they yeah. you know they don't know that you are not their favorite character. So I always try, at least when it's kids, to give them a semi in character response because that's what they see. They don't see that you are you know Joe Schmo from, costume, from down yeah. the road. They may even know you, and you don't. And they don't recognize you because all they can see is the character. You know so. Especially when it's children, I, I I try and give some kind of an in-character response. I do the same when it is someone I don't know because I don't know them. Um, yeah. But when you know, when my friends show up, well, you know, it all goes out the window then. Generally, <laughs> <laughs> I just did. I want to ask you um, one question, which if he was at Ultimus, you would probably know the answer. Is does it bother you if anybody else is cosplaying the same character? Not I, you know, and this is the crazy thing. <laughs> cosplay is like the only the only time in your entire life where women can show up in the same outfit and nobody cares. Generally speaking, <laughs> you show up. I, no, I'm not, not even joking. Like myself and quite a few girls showed up at Ultimates in Peggy's blue suit because it's very iconic of her. It's very much a power suit. If you if you're there for the character yeah. because you love the power of her, that is one of the best like quintessential power outfits that she has um is that suit just straight away that you see in the beginning of the first episode myself and one of the other cosplayers laura sat there for i'd say about 45 minutes and went so what did you do this and did you do this and went through each different piece that we'd had difficulties with and how we'd done it and why we did it and what where we got the source for this and where we got so it's it's actually one of those strange things and i i actually love it when i find people who are also in character wearing the same costume as me because generally they do it because they love the character too so it's very much a you are my people kind of <laughs> if you know what I mean I think you also want to ask about contacts yours I believe oh yeah um, I'm thinking for me next con is going to Superboy oh, I know okay. it's not Marvel like but um <laughs> I, I was just wondering, I, I really want to do a sort of um, heat vision looking thing with my eyes. Do you reckon it'd be good to wear contacts or just have some sort of smoky eyed look around my eyes? Um, so there's two ways that I think you could do it. Um, you can certainly go with contacts, um, yeah. but you're probably talking about scleras. And if you're talking about anything more than just like a colored changing the iris color, yeah. changing the pupil color, whichever it is, can't remember which, um, then you're looking at scleras. Scleras are large contacts that go in your eyeball and need, really, really need to actually be properly fitted to your eyeball. I would never, ever, ever recommend buying those <laughs> off of the internet or in some tattoo shop or anything like that because these are these are contacts that if worn for too long and they don't fit can quite literally make you blind. Ah. So, yeah. if you'd like to do something like that, 
there definitely are options. There are reputable people that you can go to and get them made. They will cost you a pretty penny, but you can certainly do it. One of the other ways of doing this is actually through makeup. And mm. you can actually do one of, so, um, one of, one of the ways that people will do kind of 80s storm with her full white eye, you know, that kind of yeah. where her eye is 100% white. One of the ways that they will do it is that they don't actually change their eyes. They have, if they, they close their eyes for every, for every photograph. And on your eyelid, you uh. use makeup to create the eyeball mm -hmm. effect. Oh, so in that case, they make their, their eyelids 100% white. And then when they close their eyelids, they've drawn on new eyelashes and whatnot and made it oh. look like the eye is open, but it actually mm. isn't. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. So that is a generally cheaper, less painful, and far less hassle way of doing that. Because in, a, in an actual photo, a lot of the times you can't tell the difference if you've done it well. Yeah. And that's one of the big things that cosplay is for me is finding out different ways of doing things that are not necessarily um, the most expensive. Well, yeah, but are are a little bit more doable for the average person. You you have yeah. to have a lot of um, ingenuity a lot of the time to pull off a lot of the different costumes that are out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you? What would you say then? So I think we're we'll bringing this to a to a, to a peak now what would you say are the probably the best and the most important important parts of cosplay for you having fun um, yeah. Good for me having an accurate costume because I'm a perfectionist um, I mm -hmm. I don't think that that's something that everybody has to do or that everybody needs to do and for God's sake your life mm -hmm. will be a hell of a lot easier if you don't do it um, but for yeah. me, it's important to be as accurate as I possibly can. Um, yeah. Just because that's the way my head works. You know, I I made yeah. my Peggy cosplay last summer um, from screenshots that I'd taken from the show because that's all I had, um, and the occasional interview with a designer. Having then since spent a lot more time on the internet and found a lot more sources and all the rest of it. I put it again on this spring. I went, oh, I should have changed this and I should have changed that. <laughs> so in ways, you know, the perfectionism can kind of screw with your head. But I definitely think yeah. for me, that's, that's a part of it. And I think the yeah. other thing that I love so much about it is actually other people's reactions. Um, because you meet very nice people doing it. Uh, nobody is doing this because it's easy or because mm. you know yeah like it's yeah. it's it's not something that you just decide to do on a whim and find and you know like generally people work hard on these things and i love seeing yeah. i love seeing that and i love the way yeah. people react to you um because they do believe mm. you you are the character which is crazy <laughs> yeah. it's a so it's a shame we, we've still got this problem. It's, it's troll forums and stuff. Some of the, the cosplay hate that's out there, and it's just yeah. Keep keep it to yourself if you don't think that somebody's up to scratch. You know, it's, it's yeah. or, or that they shouldn't be wearing it because the wrong. I mean, at least they tried color, or the wrong gender. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that it's um, I I'd like to say that I think it's getting better. Um, I'm not 100% certain that is the case, but it's certainly something that I personally haven't seen as much of 
over here. And I think it's not as bad of a problem over here in the UK and Ireland as mm. it is mm. uh, in the US. Unfortunately, haters going to hate and yep. you're yep. never going to stop it 100%. And I think it's something yep. that I think I think there's a part of people who are fans where they feel like they kind of their their vision of a character gives them a right to decide how it should be should or should not be portrayed however yeah. accurate that is um i think that is there and i think that it's unfortunate that people decide to um pull pull yeah. other people down because of it so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose we should just sort of round this off with, um, or I guess, any dream cosplays that you've got, and then maybe just letting us know how people can follow you and, and see the awesome stuff you do as well. Uh, sure. Um, so I guess in dream cosplays, I probably, well, I have a million and one Peggy's planned, in case you hadn't guessed already. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. I yeah, expect to is. see more Peggy, because I happen to love yeah, There is all the white list, well. which I, I might have shared with you. Which? Um, it requires a blonde wig. Let's put it like oh, that. Oh, <laughs> that'll be fun. Um, yeah, dress one. I like it. I, I look forward to seeing <laughs> that one. Um, and then I think that one of the big ones that I really want to do for next year is Wonder Woman. Um, I yeah. had planned to do her uh, anyway, and then and the trailer dropped, and I'm like, oh, I'm not planning on doing the movie <laughs> version, but. Um, It'll be a much bigger I, build for me than a lot of my other ones in terms of armor and things. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, mm, so, and, yeah. um, do you want to let us know? Because I'm with you on Instagram Sorry. and Twitter as well. Um, Instagram and Twitter, if you look for Without a Stitch, uh, that is me on Instagram. It's just straight, or on Twitter, it's just straight at Without a Stitch. Instagram, it's at Without a Stitch underscore. Um, and then I'm on Facebook as Without a Stitch as well. So. People can find me there. Yeah, just look for the <laughs> And I, so I suppose before we finish, I should just, uh, on behalf of the podcast, wish you all the best for your upcoming nuptials. Oh, thank you. And, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. and uh, thank, thank you for coming on. It's really been a pleasure to chat to you today. Yes, it's been great. And thank with you. that, I shall hand back to Paul. All right, yeah. I'd just like to reiterate, thanks so much, Meg. That was fantastic. I've I've learned quite a bit because I don't, I don't cosplay. I've been doing cons for 13 years and I haven't done it once, but one day it will happen. You know, it's it's a very rewarding <laughs> thing. I, I highly recommend it for everybody, to, even just once. You know, just pick your favorite character and you don't have to have, like, the world's amazing, most amazing costume. Just show up and see what it's like because it is a whole new world when you are there in costume. Right, and on Ooh, on that note, <laughs> yeah, on that note, um, I, I think we're done with with everything tonight. Um, so I'd just like to thank my two co-hosts, Josh and Tony. Um, they right. kept that kept that second half of the podcast going. As I said, I, I didn't have a clue what was going on. So, um, and on that note, uh, you can find us uh, uh, on Twitter at Stripe Podcast UK, Facebook uh, Facebook dot com forward slash Stripe Podcast. Um, we're on Instagram at Stripe Podcast, um, and we'll be back in a month. I don't know what we'll be doing on the next episode. We haven't really planned anything for for the next one, um, um, but there has been talk of possibly doing a commentary for Iron Man at some point, um, which would be fun. That would be interesting. Um, we're also going to have a YouTube uh, channel um, that Josh and Craig are going to take control of, 
Um, hopefully Here that'll be up, up and running in the next next couple of weeks. Let um, commence. And on that note, uh, I'll say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.